The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Welcome back. Now, earlier in the programme, we heard from Paul Gagan, who is a LEAP ambassador for Focus Ireland. And as I'm sure you're aware at this stage here on Today FM, we're getting geared up for the big busk, which is taking place on Friday week here on Today FM, where you go out and you sing either on your own or with a group or with a choir and raise funds for Focus Ireland. But part of the campaign is also about raising awareness, which is why we had Paul on earlier. And he told us about his own story of dealing with addiction and the opportunity that was presented to him by Focus Ireland providing him with accommodation. And there are many stories like that of successes. And there are also stories of people who are still struggling to deal with the circumstances they're in and others who are still looking for help. We're joined by Louise Bayliss from Focus Ireland, Advocacy Coordinator, and Pat Dennigan, who is the Chief Executive. Thank you both very much for joining us here on the programme. Thanks indeed, Matt. Pat, one thing that really struck me from talking to Paul earlier is is that there are all types of reasons why people end up homeless. I think there's maybe a reductive element at the moment for suggesting it's simply down to accommodation being too expensive. And obviously that's a major factor. But there are lots of reasons, aren't there, why people fall into homelessness? There are, unfortunately. There are loads of reasons why people fall into homelessness and everyone's story is different. Um, I suppose the, the, I suppose the key issue with regard to solving uh, homelessness is clearly the first step is to give someone a house. But it's not just that. It's to give people the support to keep that home and develop their lives and develop themselves the way we heard from Paul and the experience that he had in the last few years. Louise, though, the price of accommodation, though, is such a major issue because... From what I hear these days, you have lots of people who are not in circumstances of addiction or difficulty like that, but who simply, even though they may be working, there might be two people in the house working, the rents being required of them, particularly for family accommodation, are so high that they simply can't cope. Is that something that you're experiencing in Focus Ireland? That's completely true. I mean, maybe if you look back six or seven years ago, families that entered homelessness would have had complex needs, whether that would be addiction or whether it would be trauma in the background, whether it would be mental health difficulties. That is not the profile of people now. Obviously, there are families with complex needs who definitely still need the support, but there is the reality of economic homelessness and we see it day in, day out. And at the moment, there's so few properties coming onto the market. Previously, before, you know, one of the key things we would have done working with families and homelessness is, is using HAP and the private rental market to, you know, to expedite exits out of the homeless accommodation. There's such a shortage of housing available now so that if you get a notice of termination, no matter how much resources you have, you are at risk of homelessness because there isn't the property there. And that's the reality for facing people. And how often do you find that people might be reluctant to look for help because they feel that they may not qualify, even because the fact that they do have an income coming in, even if that's insufficient? There are definitely people caught in this, in, in, in between a rock and a hard place where they're slightly over the social housing limits and they're not entitled to support. And yet rents of 2000 a month, if you're paying childcare and rent, even with two people working, you're in a very difficult position. So there are an, an awful lot of people in that situation. And then if you look at people like 
you know, lone parents who have one income coming in and childcare. There's just such a reality and difficulty out there. A notice of termination at the moment really puts people under a lot of pressure and there's a lot of blame is attached to that and there's a lot of stigma attached to that. And what we find is a lot of people will be very reluctant to enter into homelessness at the start. What they will do is they'll couch surf with relatives. They'll sleep in any way they can. They'll use their own resources to pay for hotels. But eventually the reality is they will maybe have to enter homelessness. Pat, how much accommodation does Focus Ireland have and how much do you need? There's a huge shortage of housing at the moment. Um, and and, and what we're, we have a, an approved housing body under our, under our same roof as ourselves. At the moment, we provide uh, about 1,400 long-term homes for people up and down the country. One, two and three beds. Single people, couples, families, the whole range. Um, the reason we provide uh, that number of housing, and we have ambitions to, to, to double that in over five years, uh, but the reason we do it is to demonstrate what can be achieved. And it's to make sure that the people who would support needs, who are, where our services are dealing with day in, day out, have someplace to live. Uh, and that's the fundamental thing. We realise that we're not going to be able to solve this issue on our own. But what we can do is kind of demonstrate the solution and learn from the experience of people like Paul and other people that we come across uh, to try and advocate for policy change, for changes in the situation, to changes in the environment that can have a much more ample Effect. But just if you want to double the amount of housing you have, where are you going to get that housing from and how are you going to fund it? It comes from a whole range of sources, but predominantly it's, it's, it's housing that we, we either buy or build. And traditionally in the last number of years, we've bought uh, particular units of housing targeted at specific customers on the, on the, uh, on the private market, on Daft, on My Home. That's and all extraordinarily the expensive though, isn't it? Is. it? Yes, it is. Um, but but also we, we've we've also engaged and we're and we're more and more engaged in the provision of new supply in in developments in developing our own uh, particular housing and new housing. It is extraordinarily expensive, and we are at the mercy of the market in all of that. We can avail of some uh, state supports because of our of our charity status and because we're an approved housing body to actually provide housing. Um, but it is we are at the mercy of the market as well. Louise, how generous are people in supporting organisations like Focus Ireland? They're very generous. And, and actually, I was just talking to somebody from fundraising just the other day, and he talked about a case of this couple who have been paying either a five euro or 10 euro every week they posted in the letterbox. And they've been doing that for 35 years. So the, the generosity of people is amazing and we couldn't do the work without it. And, and it's great to see even in this time of crisis, you know, with, with so much else going on, that people are putting their hands in and continuing to fund the work Focus Ireland do. Um, and, and we're over you know, even at Christmas, when we look at what happened at Christmas, we could hardly get access into our offices. The amount of toys that were donated yeah. for children, you, you, we were tripping over mm. them. <laughs> I'm sure the health and safety would have closed us down. But it was lovely to see the generosity of people and people contacting us saying, I'm buying my own turkey and ham. Can I buy a turkey and ham for a family? And, the, you know, the, the idea that people would go to that much effort and, you know, on a Christmas Eve drive in to make sure that a family gets that is beautiful. How much appreciation do you think is there of the fact that almost anyone can fall into addiction if the circumstances actually go that way, that also financial problems can pit people unexpectedly? 
I, th- I think there is still some stigma around different types of homelessness. I think people understand economic homelessness and they can see the reality. But I think there are some judgments about, you know, you see a rough sleeper and what's the point in helping them? And, you know, they've fallen into that addiction. There is still some of that. But we really try to get the message. Any addiction is usually caused by trauma. And at the moment, we're implementing trauma-informed approach and evidence-based trauma-informed because addiction is really unresolved trauma. Um, so it's it's really to change that stigma and we work really hard and the Leap Ambassador programme is very much about designing that and changing public opinion, showing the real faces of homelessness. It's not the, just the rough man sleeping on the street. You know, Catherine, one of our Leap Ambassadors, is a woman in her 50s who ended up sleeping on a concrete bench when a relationship broke down. Um, Kellyanne had lost a child and ended up in homelessness. So there's all of these different reasons and the myriad of reasons. And from listening to all their stories and sharing this perception, we really hope hearts and minds will change and, and the public perception of homelessness will, will, will change. And that's, I think, what LEAP is trying to do. How much of an understanding do you think, Pat, is there as well of the fact that sometimes when people are making efforts to break addiction, that they can relapse, that it's actually almost a natural part of the pro- process? I think there is. Um, I, I think there is an understanding of it. And I think that that public understanding is, is increasing because the homeless numbers are increasing and have been increasing so much. Uh, I think there is a realisation that people like Paul and, and people who have been through that situation have demonstrated extraordinary courage and extraordinary bravery to actually get to the, where they are today. And, and then to witness that that behaviour and and witness that back into their communities to try and help others is a fantastic statement. Um, we do come across uh, perceptions, are, are, but I think the perceptions of people are changing because for the last, uh, for all through 2022, the homeless numbers rose every single month. For seven months in a row, we've broke our own record right up to January uh, 2023. Um, The numbers have kept rising and we have to break that cycle. We have to demonstrate much more urgency in breaking that cycle. But has it become more difficult given that we've had a massive population surge in the last six years? Our people are not emigrating. We have immigrants coming in. We have natural increase in numbers way beyond, I think, what had been anticipated and expected even six, seven years ago. Uh, there's certainly huge demands and, and the population is increasing rapidly over the last five years. But we also have a, a very wealthy uh, uh, country. Uh, our nation is one of the, the fastest growing economies in, in, in Europe. Uh, we have virtually no unemployment. Um, and there, and there's, a, there's, a, there's a side effect to all of that success. Uh, and, and we have to make sure that our services and our capacity to provide housing for, our, for the people living here um, catches up to that, uh, to that mark. Louise, will you be going out busking? I think people will pay me not to sing. <laughs> See, that's an excuse that we're trying to get people not to make. Everyone loves making that excuse that I can't sing. You know? Well, I will be there with a box shaking it somewhere and miming as they're going along. Pat, will you be out busking? Will, yeah. I'm, going to, I, I'm working on Dirty Old Town. <laughs> Very good. How important is it, do you think, to actually have campaigns like this, not just for the fundraising, but for raising of awareness? It's extraordinarily important, really. For, for, from our, the fundraising is one thing and the fundraising is extremely important, but the ability for us to get our message out and to get the, the, a word of hope and a word, mm-hmm. of, uh, a word of encouragement for people right around the country who may be 
some stage may not ever come across this situation themselves, but can realise that there are uh, that there's, there's there's work can, that can be done to support it. Yeah, Louise, the word hope is an important one, isn't it? Hope is huge. And when just to get back to one of the points you brought back there, which I thought was really relevant, when people have relapses and and do people judge for that? I mean, everybody listening here has known somebody who's tried to give up smoking and has to do it three or four or five times, has been on a diet and failed every year, Christmas or doing the same thing. You know, failure is part of. The, but the giving human, up things like alcohol or heroin is yeah, far more difficult. And far more difficult and people are human and have human frailties. And if you just look in the mirror at yourself and go, have I always achieved what I wanted to achieve? There's nobody who has. So, you know, give people a break. Addiction is a lot harder to overcome. So to have somebody like Paul who has come out of it, who is in a job, who's working, who shows hope and light for everybody, but also generosity of spirit. I mean, we talked about the generosity of donors. I think the generosity of somebody like Paul who has gone through all this trauma and addiction to revisit it just to help people going forward in the future is an amazingly generous nature. And if people missed Paul when he was with us at the start of the programme at half past four, we will have that up as a podcast that you can download and listen to if you missed it earlier or if you want to listen to him again. And of course, on our website todayfm.com, there are the details easily accessible as to how you can take part in the big busk, how you can be singing on your own or if you want to sing as a choir or a group or if you want to do what Louise is doing and not sing and basically shake a box and get money from other people. Well, yes, there's a role for everybody and we would encourage everybody to take it. Pat Dennigan, Louise Bayless, thank you both so much for having been with us here on The Last Word of Today FM. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today FM.